Hi, it's Darcy the Mail Girl. When I'm not trying to convince Joe Bob to play Halloween 3, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast horror podcast that knows to always stay away from planet x love Love that that kaiju kaiju. my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode kaijun comes to a close as we stay in japan and go toho the movies to talk godzilla final wars and whether or not you've laid waste to a city, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your mutant hole. And it was because we started getting fancy uh-huh. is why we're no one else but I, us are experiencing deja vu right now. Right. Fancy <laughs> now, shit. If you would like to get fancy with us on social media, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook Nightmare Junkhead, and it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and fancy shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, June 24th, if you live in the Kansas City area, all you need to go is to go to screenland.com and they will have your fancy shenanigans taken indoors, virtually, and outdoors. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. Now, on the Friday this episode is releasing, our latest Friday Night Fright We are continuing our celebration. Right now, it's the summer of 82. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we get out of the summer, it'll be the class of 82. But looking back at films that are celebrating their 40th year of terror, and in fact, this one, I know is going to be a first time viewing for both of us, Mm -hmm. I would have to go back and listen to see if it was even an honorable mention. I don't know. In this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness. See, that's the thing. I can't even say I've seen that with this one. No, I would confuse it with, again... That entire mm-hmm. street cul-de-sac of all those houses. Last day, house on the left, you know, house by the cemetery, house at the dead end street. But thankfully, even the trailer that we showed didn't show a lot. Mm-mm. So I'm going in pretty blind on this Super one. Super blind. I have my like theories of what it is, but especially with early 80s trailers, it can pull a bait and switch on you. And I'm under the assumption of the slasher boon mm-hmm. of the early 80s, but... Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is. is it, I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm. It, to me, it looks like um, a slasher version of Heather's. I'm all in. Me too. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hope I get. I hope I'm not hyping my own self up. So if someone isn't effed gently with a chainsaw, you want your money back? I wouldn't say money back, but I'd be <laughs> again not angry, but disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> well, if you look to the next Friday night, uh, it's not going to be a Friday night fright per se. Uh, we're making time. Speaking of fancy. Yeah. Oh, you, you're not kidding, fancy. Uh-huh. Our friends at Etheria Film Night for their Etheria Film Night. And goodness gracious, this is celebrating women directors, women in genre. And they have eight shorts that are going to be premiering. Uh, but at that point, though, you'll be able to also watch them on Shutter. But mm-hmm. to see them firsthand and to be a partner, Screenland with Etheria, is cool. awesome. It's super cool. Plus, they got like the road show going on right now, and like I think Gigi hosted one in LA. They or... just had the premiere. Mm-hmm. So it's cool, and it's an honor, like you said, to Screenland to be a part of it. I'm super stoked for it because Stacy's got great taste when it comes to like all the stuff she's putting together and curating stuff, and so I have yet to be disappointed in a series of it from a theory. And they've had so many of. Uh, their directors actually move on right. to feature films. Hell, the stylist. Yes, Gigi Saul Guerrero. Mm-hmm. A, a number of them. And what's really cool is they're also varied. Oh, yeah. And then, like, one of them, uh, Karen Lamb, and shout out to her kitty cat, Mateo, right? She's the one that I d- fucking loved that short, Stalled. She's the one who's going to be directing uh, the horror version of Bring It On. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. Would, I was already in it yeah. to win it, but now uh-huh. even more, even more. And then hopefully got the springboard from Etheria into that full-on somersault 
to bring it on. Mm-hmm. It's sheer tater. That's perfect. Oh, that's rad. That mm-hmm. is so rad. So yeah, make sure to come out. Stacy will be there. Who knows? Maybe they'll be able to have some sort of a Q&A afterwards. Yeah, I'm hoping because those I, are fun. I imagine something special will be going on. Uh, but then uh, the other repertory screenings going on the weekend of the 24th. Um, just this last weekend, uh, they showed Goodfellas mm-hmm. in honor of the, the late Ray Liotta. And sadly, we've got a screening of Tremors uh, to honor the, the late, great Fred Ward yeah. that recently passed away, which... Mr. Remo Williams. Oh, he well, and it's great as he's been in so many other movies mm-hmm. than the ones that we're very familiar with. Uh, and I hate to say it, but we're at that point in our lives where this is just going to start happening more and more because we're we're getting older. Everybody's that, getting the inevitability older. We of can't everything. Stop it, right? And we're 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 all very fragile mm-hmm. when it comes down to things. But he, it was amazing to see the outpouring of love. But again. Remo Williams, Tremors, but like Southern Comfort. Cast a Deadly Spell. Cast a freaking Deadly Spell. Yeah. Uh, the right stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was part of prestigious pictures. He was part of genre pictures, but he was just that guy that showed up. Yeah. And you're, Whoa, it's Fred Ward. And you felt better. Mm-hmm. He was in a boner jam. Uh, uh, my, uh, Which one was it? It's the one with C. Thomas Howell and Lori Laughlin, like my crush, uh, my, my secret summer- admirer. There it is. There it is. <laughs> he plays the gruff cop dad. Imagine that. Right. I mean, and he played a type, but he played it so well. Mm-hmm. And I was I was probably one of the lone people that saw Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins in the theater. Me too. We were we were ready for we were more we wanted more. More. But, I was like, whoa, he's he's running through the cement and not causing shit. And I'm like, that's impressive. He's on the Statue of Liberty. Sweet. I was enthralled. I fucking dug it. He was dodging bullets. Yeah. Long before Neo was and Keanu Reeves. But technically, and I, I know this is probably the biggest strike against it. Yeah. Yeah. I dare we say the yellow face happening. It's, it's Joel Gray. Bad. Joel Gray's an amazing actor. But he's uh, not Korean. Yeah, that's and it, that's a little time, rough. another place. 1985. It was yeah. kind of rough. Yeah. But please, uh, I will actually. I'm actually putting together a Fred Ward in memoriam trailer reel that will play before Tremors. Uh, but then also that weekend, it's not a repertory screening. It's a new release and one we're excited for. Scott Derrickson's Scott Derrickson's The Black Phone. That looks slick. I am really looking forward to it. I know another trailer came out. Mm-hmm. I haven't I'm, seen it. I am avoiding it. I don't it. need to see it. I'm, I already know that I want to see it, yes. and that's all I need to know. Fucking Ethan Hawking Horror has a good track record with me, and so does Dickinson. Uh, Derrickson. Derrickson. I know. We're being fancy. Ooh la la. And so I'm ready to see it. Plus, that mask looks fucking creepy. And someone on Twitter posted... They were wondering if it was kind of an homage and looking. They put them side to side, but the the mask from Demons. It does. Like the top half looks yeah. like the demon, but I like the fact that it's interchangeable. Yeah. So I'm waiting to see how creepy and sinister he gets because he's a great actor. Yeah, and the 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 genre run he's put together, even just like the last within the last like five years or so, mm-hmm. was incredible. Fucking him watching snuff films in the attic, fucking was rad. <laughs> it's not bad at all, and you. And he played the the king and the Northman. Uh huh. He's the king of the North, technically, right? <laughs> so, kudos to Ethan Hawke. Uh, now, playing outdoors on the twenty fifth on Saturday. Hey, come here. I got something good for you. Say it once. Say it twice. Third, Third time's a charm. charm. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. I saw it in the theater twice. I saw someone walk out of that theater. Really? This is not my grandfather's Beetlejuice. <laughs> after the nice effing model, honk, honk. <laughs> and the dude said, this wasn't the Beetlejuice I signed up for and left. And <laughs> I so distinctly remember it because I looked at my parents and I'm like, what's wrong with him? Because I, permissive parents, they let me watch a lot of stuff. Right. But it was under a controlled environment. F-bombs were not uncommon in the household or on the theater. So it tickled me to no end to see someone Whoa. walk away. So oh. I guess be warning, be warned, ladies and gentlemen. It's '80s PG-13, so that means. But the, it's definitely the more preferred f bomb, right? That you would get, also potentially get in the 1980s. Uh, but playing outdoors in the back lot, I think that one will play wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if all this stuff sounds cool and you're like, "Wow, I'd like to, I'd like to be there," but I can't, but I'd like to support somehow. Well, 
You can definitely do that, you kind people. Uh, you can go to ScreenlandOnline.com, where they have a number of films that you can rent from them directly, or you can become a member of their film family by going to Patreon.com Screenland, where amongst the many perks on the tiers are some movie watch parties, of which Genius, of course, and uh, we both uh, partake in and host. It's mm-hmm. called the Shutter Shutout. Virtual host. Virtual, yeah. Virtual host, of v- course. VH? The oh oh ooh is that like the next evolution of the VJ? Yeah. Uh, let's not go there. No no no. For those of you who don't know what we're talking yeah. about, never mind. But for those of you who do, maybe it's a thing. Who knows? <laughs> let's just it say I, like I I would like to put my my lot in as the not Ricky Rackman of of our group here. <laughs> Let me just say that. Uh, but no, uh, on the twenty fifth, we are going to be streaming said. Oh, he's good. Uh, Etheria Film Night. So if you can't be there in person in Kansas City, you can still watch along. And as it turns out, I believe, well, I should say that is streaming on Shutter. Yes. That is streaming on Shutter. Now, of course, that is free, obviously. But if you become a member of the Screenland film family, you will have access to a customized Mm pre-show. Introduction by Genius, myself, and maybe. Perhaps a special guest. Another special guest. Uh, trailer reel, and then more importantly, post-film discussion, mm-hmm. maybe with special guest. Uh, and if that sounds like something right up your alley, go on to patreon.com slash screenland. But Genius, hey, if a uh, talking Patreon and film family. belly. We also have our own little freaky film family going on at Patreon. And in fact... We got a new family member there, Genius. Ooh, new family members. Well, what, Will Hunt's always family. What is good, though, is this is someone that is local. Uh, this is someone that was actually at our last Friday Night Fright for uh, Phil Tippett's Mad God. <laughs> uh, but I'm still it, processing that one. I, still to this. I Here's the thing, and I, I mentioned it on our Shutter thing. I, could, I, peripheral was, I was doing a little peripheral viewing with you because I could tell. The peop- the moments that were laughing because that movie's really darkly funny. Mm-hmm. You weren't laughing, like in the big moment that killed with the entire theater. Everyone laughed. You didn't laugh, and so for a second I'm like, "Was he having a blood rage kind of like experience?" It wasn't quite. I'm Todd. I'm I'm mad. God, I'm mad. God, that that's not cranberry <laughs> yeah, okay. sauce. No, like I felt sad. Like okay. it was. It was not like the. This is the hopelessness of everything kind of was just like, damn, this yeah. is hardcore. And I was thinking, like, what the fuck is going on in his brain to create this world? And then again, just trying to figure out what the story is meaning, what he's trying to say. But yet taking in this masterpiece, he created a universe oh. and it was just impressive, immersive, scary and confusing. And so that's why I was just like. It was funny. I think afterwards you're like, I liked it. Like. But I couldn't tell you what it's about. Right. And that's kind of the experience of the, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. That I think it's perhaps best seen on the big screen. I mean, I know it's streaming on Shutter, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if, you, if it's showing, see it on the big screen. See it loud, large, little, little, see it loud, see it large. And thankfully, our the newest member of our film family, Marie, saw it with us large and loud. Well done, Marie. Yes, yes. Now, uh, she has been a big Screenland supporter for quite some time, so she's no stranger to Screenland and all of us here. And uh, asked when asked uh, a favorite horror film, she did mention she's a big fan of the original Suspiria, which, which always oh, yeah. a good one. Love it. But then she said, uh, if pressed, I would also say Reanimator. Nice, nice, and Hereditary. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. And also is a lover of silent horror cinema. Oh. Yes. Like Caligari. And- it basically, when when we were all talking afterwards with Mad God, she was throwing out references that I had no idea. I was like, oh, and I probably got, just nodded along to look like I knew. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no, you haven't because it's silent. <laughs> <laughs> but needless to say, Marie, thank you so much for coming in and joining us. You're fucking rad. Absolutely. Now, at her tier, she's going to actually have access because here on Monday, we're going to be releasing our episode where we share our thoughts on the black phone, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as she'll have access to this month's commentary, which was 
Critters from 1986. Uh, and also access to the content for the Shutter Shoutout. Mm-hmm. Now, if you would like to have access to that and have us wax your car a little, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead, where we do indeed have every tier from a squiddly diddly to another time. Another place. Oy vey. Speaking of another time, another place, we're going to the future Japan. Oh, man. And the journey that we've taken this month mm-hmm. with giant monsters and giant issues I'm glad that we open and close this month with just crazy, stupid, bombastic action mm-hmm. and then sandwich the serious stuff in between. Kind of like a good kaiju movie. You have the big, like, bomb, 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 bomb at the beginning, setting up the monsters, a lot of yakky smacky in the middle with the people, and you hope that it's, it's engaging, and then back to the smashy, smashy. I Did we plan this out this well in advance, or what? This was, we, I know, this we was would an like accident. to say yes. But in all honesty, that's a hard that's a hard no, Steve. <laughs> well, I know at this point, as we continue to do Kaijun, that one of the rules will to always include at least one Godzilla movie. Oh yeah, it's mandatory because one, there's dozens of them, and t- <laughs> <laughs> and then two, it's always a good time when you get to talk about the G-Man. Plus, it's Godzilla, the king of the kaiju's. It would we would be disserving Kaijun immensely if we didn't talk about a, a Godzilla movie. Well, this is the giant monster that your grandma knows. Mm-hmm. Everyone is familiar with Around Godzilla. Around the world, everybody knows. Now, you know, you can't go up to a Norman and go, "Hey, have you heard of Anguirus? What? What about King Caesar? Mm-hmm. That's something you can order. Is this like an King exotic Kong? menu? Yeah. And, well, kinda. And people might know about Rodan. You know, that's fair. Possibly. But Godzilla, oh yeah, it's universal. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like it's like math at this point. Math, music, and Godzilla. You can universals. use them to scale yeah. for math too. Uh-huh. I like what you did there. <laughs> so I've been pretty fortunate because, and I've been pretty open that I did not grow up with the giant monster movies. Had the same access that you did, but for some reason or another, I was gravitating towards something else. You, however. You grew up with a G-Man, correct? Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. mean, Godzilla was basically that giant monster that was just always there. I'm telling you, man, one of my, I can't find it, but one of my favorite gum, favorite candies of all time, there used to be across the street from my house when I would walk to school, elementary school, so that's telling you way back in the day, another, right? Another, another time. Another place, like fucking, everything is like sepatone now, right? Are you wearing the little kid shorts? <laughs> Howdy, mister, I got me a nickel and I'm gonna go buy me some bubble gum. And I'm over there like biting the nickel to make sure it's real. Gonna get me a slug of chew, right? And so like, they had, so I went down to the grocery store and um, they had Godzilla bubble gum, right? And they had uh, three different kinds. They had Godzilla bubble gum and King Kong bubble gum. And then they had like mummy bubble gum or something. It was dumb. But the Godzilla bubble gum was fruit punch flavored bubble gum. It was a big, well, a kid scale. It was a big fat wad, like the size of a bubble gum. But it was in shape of Godzilla. And when you chewed it, and it would turn your mouth red like you're blowing fire. Same thing, like the King Kong flavored one Wait, was. What did that turn your mouth fl- yellow? Yellow and yellow, it, and it tasted like banana. Okay, and then the sense. other one, the mummy one, I think was grape. But by far the best one was the Godzilla, Godzilla. one, and it was delicious. And you can't find that shit anywhere, and it's hard have to you, find. Have you tried to at least, have you tried to eBay it? Well, here's the thing: if I found it again, I would want to chew it, <gasps> and I know they probably wouldn't make it anymore. And I know that would probably make me extremely sick, especially as like this is made with 100% lactose. You know, it's like <laughs> like Pop Rocks. <laughs> yeah. So I like man, fuck. You would become a cautionary tale if you did mm-hmm. imbibe it. I think that's just something that you should have that you could just present. And it's put out and just say it's eh. tempting. It's like in the Renaissance, the beautiful shiny button. Because one of these days I'm gonna be in an altered state of mind. I'm like, man, I just want some bubble gum. Right? Or maybe that's how I turn like rampage. How they turn into. So are we saying wolf call? Boom! I don't like knock over villages and cities because. I'm like destructive. It's because I'm clumsy. Next thing you know, you see me in a giant bird. <laughs> Boom, right? Oh, Chicago was destroyed, you know, so. That would be terrifying, you as a kaiju. Because like you said, even we mentioned in Colossal, 
you wouldn't be so much as just a monster and mean. You would just be like shenanigans. And <laughs> right. <"Hey." laughs> Hiding so, behind buildings to scare people. Sure. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> You'd be kind of a menace, but just fun you know, loving. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, oh. I, uh, like I, what I would probably do if I was a giant kaiju, like if there's airplanes, I'd like grab an airplane, like tie a big old rope around and just swing it around a little bit. Last flight to Dallas. And just you should do like the granddad in uh, Big Man Japan and just do. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> Blowing into smokestacks. <laughs> As you said, eventually you're going to find your way to Japan. We never hear from you again, and then you you emerge as a giant old kaiju. It's like dun dun isn't dun, that dun genius McGee. Dun 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 dun. Ah, <laughs> uh, if only, if only. Uh-huh. So I was not again. I wasn't really fortunate enough to grow up with Godzilla. So when we started this whole thing, it was really unlocking this whole new world, especially with the original Japanese version of Godzilla. Still a great movie to this day. And that's why we we kicked everything off with that one because basically everything kind of extrapolates from that. Mm -hmm. And that's what's kind of crazy to go on this journey. And even Godzilla himself has, you know, various eras. Uh, You've got the Showa era, which went from 54 to 74. So you basically have, like, starts with Godzilla and then ends with, like, the terror of Mecha Godzilla, I Mm -hmm. think, and kind of closed everything out. Um, Godzilla hibernated for about 10 years. And then the Hesse area, uh, era came up from 1984 to 1995. Mm-hmm. And again, submerged for a little while. And then it wasn't until Roland Emmerich and the Godzilla from 1998 made them come out again with the millennium era, <laughs> which goes from 1999 to 2004. Mm-hmm. And there's even and the then there's the Shin Godzilla afterwards, and the then, Riwa era. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's the MonsterVerse, the the those ones that we are putting out right mm-hmm. now. And so for my goodness, now I mean that is seventy years. Yeah, seventy years. In of two just, years, it will be seventy years. Oh man, I hope they do something big. I well, well, and, dunno, it's Godzilla. Get, uh, well, but that's the thing though is especially at least with Toho. When they did hit those particular anniversaries, they did do something a in new honor. movie, yes. a new release, something. Have you seen? Have so, you seen that uh, Tokyo Hotel where you can zipline into Godzilla's mouth? First of all, one that'd be cool. Two, fuck all that noise. You know, so like, I, I would, I would totally would at this point because I've enjoyed my journey so much because I've been feeling my like kaiju gap at this point it's in terms a big of gap because it's so, kaiju size well and that's just it so like with the showa era i've taken in a lot of the godzilla versus flicks mm-hmm. uh mothra of course you cannot go wrong with that hedora uh the hesse era i just watched in fact today uh on shutter the i've seen that challenge uh, uh godzilla versus destroyer oh yeah that's a good one it's great didn't realize it's the last one of that one. and that yeah. Hesse era, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, oh, like Godzilla's dead, goddamn. And just you know, a lot of you know, I'm sure I would assume like a lot of like you know narrative plot holes are being filled in this and that. Mm-hmm. So it was a blast to watch though, because to go from that Showa era to the Hesse Hesse era, and just to see like the increase in technology special effects uh-huh. and to see godzilla evolve that way was awesome because there's a very distinct difference between those two eras oh night and day i mean just super difference and then going from that to the millennia era <laughs> and this was my first time viewing of godzilla final world wars my first millennium viewing and it's the, the last, last one, one. <laughs> i'm not doing this right I'm just going the most backassward's way at this point. I think you're fine, I, I, because like the first two are very connect. Because there's three in the the Millennia trilogy, um, and they're pretty well connected. No, four. I'm sorry. There's Millennia, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, and then Godzilla versus Mothra. Then there was Tokyo SO. No, Godzilla SOS, and then Final Wars. Right. So you're good. So this is just kind of like all right, the last one. Let's fucking 
Swan song it. And quite honestly, it's got everything that I want with a giant monster movie, everything I want with a Godzilla movie, and you then throw in all these Everything else from every other movie. Holy smokes. Everything else from every other movie. Because as it was being released, uh, this was the 50th anniversary Mm -hmm. of Godzilla. And it was a big to do well of course that's 50 years we watched the trailers the first 50,000 people who bought their tickets got like a making of dvd with behind the features special shit playing cards playing cards you could pre-order like soundtracks and shit it was a big old to do so i know that the showa era was very available to us in the u.s i mean that's what i think a lot of you grew up with Mm -hmm. but then like the hesse and the millennium when did you finally kind of discover those? Was it a little bit later? Yeah, yeah. When then I was like, oh, I'll check out what this new Godzilla movie is and see. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Because they also had the release of Godzilla 1984 here, or 85. 85. Yeah. That was close. <laughs> uh, here in the States. And I saw that movie in the theater at good old Indian Springs, right? So I was like, fuck yeah. Telling you, it's got one of my best jump scares of a Godzilla movie in that movie. I love it. And so I was like, oh, shit. So I've been down. So when I Godzilla 2000 came out, I was like, oh, I'll check that out and see what's going on. I'm like, oh, that's cool. When Godzilla to uh, SOS and Final Wars and all that. So I've always enjoyed smashy smashy and i like the fact that he changes over time now i have some ones that i prefer more than others and some ones that you will go back to right and this is one of them because i think there's a lot of smashy smashy you get this is definitely like you get the most bang for your buck in this this is probably a side it's i will just i will say this not knowing anything going in Mm -hmm. as on a blind viewing i again expected giant monsters smashy smashy and some random human elements. Yeah, people thingy. Talkie talkie. I didn't anticipate the human element of the movie to have more of the action, heightened action. A lot of action. Crazy action and involving a lot of, as we mentioned at the beginning, mutants. Mutants and, and a lot of like aliens. New metal. Oh, this, this movie is very much the onion in the belt because... It could not get more aughts in that time. It could be more 2004. It's got that whole um, (laughs) Hong Kong wire work. It's got motorcycle kung fu. It's got like music by some 41. And like, that's the thing. It's madness. It's almost like, you know what? Let's go everything that you like about Godzilla from all the areas we're we're going to throw it in. You like back when they were dealing with aliens and monsters from Planet X? Cool, we got you covered. You like when there was like espionage and like who do I trust? Cool, we got you covered. You know what? The kids these days, they like the kung fu. You like kung fu? Cool, we got you covered. You want to see Godzilla doing some kung fu? Cool, we got you covered. You want to see Godzilla doing some Hong Kong wire work? We got you covered on that too. You want do you do you, hey kids, do you like digital? Yeah. Too bad because we got guys in suits. <laughs> and it's definitely a celebration mm-hmm. of the guys in the suits, the gals in the suits, a celebration of monsters, of monsters and, in and this case. Everything of weirdness and and not as not as weird as Big Man Japan, mind you, but for a Godzilla movie, you have like alien dna which is not uncommon no right? I, I a lot of this stuff is kind of, is there's godzilla versus but... mecha godzilla there are aliens involved with mm-hmm. that one uh got Ghidorah's from planet x yes and aliens control him in that one so that's not uncommon at all in fact the director of this um uh ryu kitamura who directed versus yeah which that movie is crazy too makes I like a versus lot of a lot. sense uh, because you ex- take you see you see a lot of it because there's a lot of decapitation in this movie for a godzilla movie there is a lot of violence and decapitation well he grew up with the showa era and one of his biggest complaints of like uh the hesse and the millennium was it kind of veered away from some of the campiness mm-hmm. of those older that older era and those older films and also like having a message that went along with it as well. And you can see all that. So he basically had, here's your sandbox. Here's the toys. What we would like you to do is to, you know, take some of them out, give us some, no, he put in everything and started adding everything more into that sandbox. Yeah. And that's what this movie is. And it's, I had a blast with it and it's the, the human parts were great. 
And it was just funny to see how much of the Matrix was in this movie to the point where there's literally a there's one there's a one and he puts up the hand, mm-hmm. makes the laser stop, and I was it's eating it up. Superpowers. It's perfect. It's right. great because it's in a Godzilla movie. And you don't expect it because no, yeah, we've dealt we've dealt with aliens before, you know, but it's always like, okay, the humans are trying to stop the aliens because of there's one monster. Mm-hmm. Not the aliens are trying to take over the world while helping the monsters destroy the universe. It was this stakes are extremely higher. Then you have like Okay, hey, kids, remember the fairies from Monster Island? Let's bring them back, too, right? So it had everything. I love, you know, I love the fairies. Those little fairies are great. And so, like, uh, no, I really enjoy this one. I think it's one of the best ones for the the newer series, for me at least, because, again, it's the value pack. You get more bang for your buck because of all the monsters and the destruction, plus... It's and it might be a hindrance, but this is a long ass movie. This is like you can watch two old school Godzilla movies in the time span of this movie. And there is something that we're we're definitely a fan of brevity at this point. <clears throat> but I wasn't necessarily ever bored, but there were a few times when I'm like, "Wow, we're still going with this, aren't we?" And, and we're not even done yet. No, Who the fuck we- are these aliens? Are they good? Are they bad? Okay, now the aliens are bad. Now what are they gonna do? I Holy know- shit! I know something has to make a final form or something, so Mm -hmm. it's like, when are we going to get there? But when you pepper all that stuff, like including elements of Starship Troopers in there, uh, Power Rangers, without a doubt, you know, the the, the flavor at the time. Especially with the guys in suits. Very Well, again, the mutants Mm -hmm. and the fact that we have people on the ground battling kaijus. Taking out monsters, Attack of the Titans style, just... really kind of cool it is pretty i like that portion of it which i wasn't expecting uh again just motorcycle action motorcycle foo like full on and like knowing full and well if tom cruise was involved with this he'd just like no i want to do it real but i loved how campy this felt but within again that odd aesthetic so it's the camp with the matrix feel it's the the camp with the power rangers feel and really dug it it just it fit the tone of everything and what he was going for like you know again going for a more campy feel but like looking at the monsters and again this is 2004 so we've got better effects we've got better materials and i don't know if godzilla's ever looked better godzilla looked great but here's the thing what i liked about it because you had guys in suits and you had when it came to the monsters doing some monster shit that like humans couldn't do it looked pretty good. Like Rodan flying around or when Anguirus had to roll into a ball, it looked pretty decent. Rod, uh, Anguirus doing the, 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 apparently that was new for this movie, but I guess they incorporated it into video games later on. Yeah, it makes more sense though because he's like, you know, he's always dope. Well, let's do a real quick kaiju roll call. <laughs> kaiju uh, roll call. Rodan. Dun, 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 dun. King Caesar. Dun, 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 dun. Manda. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Mothra. It's all your favorites and then some. Mm -hmm. And I will start with the Rodan scene because the New York that is depicted in this film, I was trying to figure out what was it, if it was a critique of U.S. culture of some sort. It must have been. It seemed like 1998 New York where everything's heightened because like 1998 New York to me, that's the same time you had like the later Ninja Turtle live action movies. You had Rumble in the Rumble. Bronx. And that's just it. It felt like that existed in that universe. Right. Like they were having motorcycle fights just, you know, an alley side away. But Rodan unleashing and decimating New York and the way it's done, it's classic Rodan and just in terms of the flying Mm -hmm. and the destruction caused by that was super cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was super slick. And any time that they were flying, this was when they were compositing some digital effects. But there's a moment, though, where Rodan, person in suit, stood up on the building. Great reveal with the moon in the back. All in suit was so satisfying. Meanwhile, there's like this weird scene of a guy getting his car towed. Hey, you throw him a car, right? And like now, and we got Larry Cohen's kaiju movie with Q. Mm-hmm. And I think in while we were watching this, I was like, I hate to say it, but like I think Rodan would just wipe the floor with Q at this point, ba- based on how he was approached. As someone that loves Q, mm-hmm. 
Rodan versus Q. Who's going down? I'm going to say Rodan because Q is not necessarily a destructive monster. He's just kind of, he was a god that was summoned that was just kind of creating his nest. And it happened to be in the middle of Sears Tower, right? So, I mean, the Empire State. What was it? No, so so he, building. Yeah, so he was over there just kind of doing his thing. Rodan came just to fuck shit up. Like that's the thing. All the monsters came just to fuck shit up, and they—that's the one thing. Another thing I like about this movie: there's a ton of monsters, and they're all over the world. Like it's like, oh no, um, Rodan is destroying Mount Fuji. Oh no, Godzilla's destroying Tokyo. Oh no, um, and Garish is destroying uh, Osaka. No, King Caesar was destroying Australia. I think. No, Zilla was destroying Australia. Zilla? Yeah, Zilla was in was- in Zilla. Uh, New York had Rodan. Who else? Uh, Paris was getting decimated by uh, Angerus, I think. Um, no, he was in Shanghai. I think it was... Uh, Paris was getting fucked up by... Uh, Kamakuris. Kamakuris, the mantis. But Arizona was getting fucked up by the spider. Like, everybody was getting fucked up by everything. So that's one thing. Like, like again, all the monsters were everywhere. And the detail in the suits at this point look really good. And also, as you mentioned, just in terms of how more agile they are and in incorporating a lot of movement that you didn't see back in the day. And I liked how well choreographed they were. Like King Caesar at one point does kind of a parkour move where he bounces off of a mountain. Now, granted, Godzilla like basically press slams him. But it's still it works. It it's looks so like cool. Eco's in the suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so just pop, pop, pop. You know, like goddamn. Thankfully, Godzilla. we didn't have any bone breaking with these kaiju's. <laughs> that would have been very intense. <laughs> he rips off like anger is his tail and stabs King Caesar with it. Well, then, but what, I like the fact that he, they're the only the him, Rodan, and King Caesar were the only ones left alive after Godzilla's rampage. Well, those were normally his boys, right? Right. Right. Because I know in Mecha Godzilla versus Godzilla, he he summon and battles them. So I like the fact that. That's I think that's more of a nod to mm-hmm. just like, hey, he's going to just put him to the side. But he goes, all the other ones, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm done. I'm done with you guys. What I like is they introduce uh, Gigan as kind of the, initially, as kind of our As main. a mummy. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's 2,000 years old. That's the source of the mutant DNA blood. And then they tie the mutants. And then like all the- mutants are evil unless you choose to be good. If you have a good heart genius. Right told by the fairies masura that's the only thing they didn't sing they didn't i was waiting for the masura my heart of hearts but it, it happened off off, off it was screen. playing in my mind in the back as they were talking well that, what i always like with mothra and like birth island is that it's is it birth island i think i'm trying to remember that one. but it but it's you only mothra will come only if you're deserving of it mm-hmm. and we we never are but Mothra's just so good that she always decides to come over and help, which is why I love Mothra so much and that whole aspect of that. Um, we've got, let's see here. Uh, we talked about uh, Angerus, mm-hmm. uh, King Caesar, mm-hmm. uh, Kumanga, the spider. Uh, is it Manda or Manda? Ma- the underwater one? Yeah. Reptilicus, the, basically. Mm-hmm. Manda. Uh, Abira, the crab, the crab monster. That got taken out by humans on the ground. Which was a f- sweet fight. I didn't expect that. I don't know my Attack of the Titan time frame, but this movie came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. Probably script was being written 2002. So I'm not familiar with Attack of the Titans. It's basically giant kaijus destroying a village and a ground team taking them out. Okay, fair. Well, and this is the one that I really got the Starship Trooper vibes, mm-hmm. but in a good way. Uh, Would you like to know more? <laughs> Would you like to destroy more? Dun, 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 dun. And that's another thing. It was guys in suits destroying practical models. Excuse me. The model work was on effect. When we were watching the behind the scenes things, I mean, the first thing was like, oh, look at that. Look at the buildings. Look at the set. It looked because real light is bouncing off of real things. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference when it's not just like a green screen or digital. Like that, yeah. that practical stuff matters and when you see again like i said the design in the um and all the things uh Gigan actually having technically two forms mm-hmm. and when he gets dispatched the first time there's a lot of kaiju killing 
There's Matt a just said, lot of kai, there's a lot of kaiju violence. If you're not on Godzilla's good side, you're gonna get fucked up because he's, he's not ta- up. <laughs> he's he's here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and he's all out of bubble gum. Well, yeah, we all are at that yeah. point, rather. Uh, we also get the introduction of Monster X mm-hmm. from Planet X, and always with Planet X, always, always, and. That- <laughs> And that's why, you know, he bought from Product X. Love that kaiju. But again, I like the fact that the aliens come in as benevolent and they're like, hey, um, we're here to... Because they unleash the monsters unwillingly. I mean, they know... Not unwillingly. Unknowing to the human Mm -hmm. race. Aliens start fucking them up like, hey, we're here to protect you because, see, we helped you with your monster problem. (laughs) And so what we need you to do is at like three o'clock, fire all your weapons to this one spot and i'm like that's suspicious right and i'm thinking to myself and then later on and <laughs> later on they're all like oh turns out that it was all a hologram after all and i'm like is that like planet buck flowers right and like you goddamn missed right and so like <laughs> well it's appropriate because one of the characters in this in this movie actually sounds a little bit like buck flower we had that conversation throughout the film <laughs> but uh it's that's that is in the Godzilla playbook, though, when it comes to aliens. Mm-hmm. They present as benevolent, and then initially they will always show their true face. And then the first leader, I was like, oh, I've known that. dude." That's the thing. This was filled yeah. with a whole bunch of, like, that person, but that person that I would have no other real recognition other than, like, other Godzilla movies. And that's the thing. They actually really brought back either legacy characters or actors from previous films to the point we had uh, Kumi Mizuno. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Kenji Sahara, we had Akira Takarda. All from some of them were from the original Godzilla, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. So they were, they were. I think that's pretty rad. They were able to come back. Yeah, the UN ambassador guy. He was in like six Godzilla movies. That's unreal. So that is unreal. Playing different characters in a lot of different ones. So it was cool that they brought that back. But again. This was a movie that was way more violent. Like the the kaiju deaths, like not only the you didn't see the smashy smashy violence, but the smashy smashy violence was great. You did see some people get got. Well, not as bad as the OG, like maybe one oh day your man. father will return. Smash, you know? But I you wasn't got, shedding tears during this view. Yeah, no. It's, Zilla ate street punks and like Well, and, and it's and just, it's funny that the Zilla was there. Well, and the Zilla was the only one that was not practical. Yeah, he was all digital. And that was, I think, purposefully done. Of course. And just the fact that he just got dispatched and and then the alien saying, fucking shrimp shrimp eating buffoon called him just like something like that. Tuna eating buffoon. Tuna eating buffoon. Tuna eating buffoon. But again, the guys in suits made it good. But going back to the first villain. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're like thinking, okay, he because he's over there. Yes, we will destroy the world, being very calm. Meanwhile, his lackey ex is loving it, going on radio talk shows, doing interviews. Like, oh, I love it here. We're coming to save you. And then just chewing up the scenery. But he he doesn't even turn into his final form until after the talk show, after they pull a joker on the stage. I love that, Planet X, right? <laughs> after they pull a joker on the talk show, then... He goes into just let me destroy the scenery more than the kaiju yeah. themselves because he is all over the place. And I loved every second of him. He was a great manic villain. Everything about him from his hair got bigger, I think. His like, eyeliner got bigger. His his, his coat got bigger, more waftier. Yes. Whoosh. How like like an old senpai would just like stroke his beard. He would do the same thing with his cloak. cloak. It was amazing. It was incredible, and I like I dug it as well. And I guarantee there's gonna it'll probably turn some people off because he is way though over the top. But way, but I think that kind of role, though as campy as it is, it fits a Godzilla it, film. Yeah, it if works. Your stars are giant monsters. Your people need to be as big as those monsters. And I think that's what a lot of like people who say like, mm-hmm. oh, it's boring in the human part because those characters are not as big as right. the kaiju. In this one, um, like I even said at the first, uh, Kazama's the dick and Osaki's a weenie. Like right off the bat, these are big giant characters because they're already first after the the very first opening scene is godzilla getting frozen in ice the second scene is an action scene of an underwater submarine 
killing a kaiju yeah. like by by heating freezing it up it. by heating it up real quick and then rapid Around. freezing it yeah, and then and just then smashing it and I'm like it. sweet next thing you know <laughs> go ahead throw me in jail fucking commander buck flowers so we were in awe of this guy like one of the lone american dudes he looked like hagar didn't he look like Hagar, like Hagar, or like a live action Zangief? I was gonna say like Dan Severin plus M Bison. Uh, his name Captain Gordon, played by Don Fry. Now, Genius and I had never seen this guy before in our lives. Mm-mm. We're watching this over here at Genius's house, and about halfway through, no, it was more than that. We're in like at least hour one and a half, <laughs> right? Again, a two hour plus film. Dustin walks in, sits down, immediately goes, "Oh, that's Don Fry." What? And we both kind of like, who? And he then proceeds to point out a number of people in the film from his action films. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you know, people, it's genre. They go everywhere. A lot, of, And there's a lot of, like, professional wrestler, MMA fighters, I yeah. believe. The guys that are listening to the Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla Which was theme. a great touch. Which was a great little, because if you didn't know it, you're fine. But if you knew it, you're like, ah! But my problem is it made me miss the um, Akira Ikafubi score and his compositions. Mm-hmm. Because... My only real beef with this music is that it's just so all over the place. Uh, we do. I had a Rick Dalton moment within the beginning, uh, knowing that Keith Emerson uh, actually did some compositions for this thing. Uh, he is big prog rocker, uh, did, uh, composed Dario Gento's Inferno. So I was like, cool. That's almost like if like Fabio Fritzi decided yeah. to like, you know, provide hey, something. There was some eye stuff in this movie. There is. Yeah. There's a, there's a, 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 why not? Just throw everything in, which is what they're doing with this movie. Also, it should be noted, I cannot believe it. Speaking of music, shout out to last week's episode on Big Man Japan. The composer of that film um, was actually a member of D-Light back in the day. Nice. D-Groovy, yes. I actually had that uh, cassette. Oh, ooh, wow. Cassette and, and a cassette single, maybe. Mm, a cassette, not a cassette single. I had the full, the full. Um, oh, what was it called? Groovalicious, I yeah, think. It was quite good. Mm-hmm. But need so I, I, when I found that, I'm like, that's 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 pretty rad, astronomical. So he's the one that did uh, <laughs> the Super Justice theme. <laughs> Only. <laughs> yeah, technically. <laughs> so when you get that stuck repeating in your head. Go back last week. Speaking and of Super Justice, he Godzilla went. He got Super Justiced, and he Super Justiced people. Because the only thing missing was a shillelagh for him to to beat down. But he was raining down blows as if it was Festivus. Yeah, like it's impressive the level of violence he was beating that ass. But it was cool to see like. Um, not cool, but it was kind of funny to see like not only the references, but some of like the movie was like talking shit in a roundabout way. Because one, there's a scene where the kid's like, "Oh, I'm gonna kick your ass." There's a little kid, and he's having a Godzilla fight at Gamaradol. All these little toys, and in front of like, him. you fucking loser, and he just throws the turtle in the fire. And then there's another scene where we got uh, Zilla destroying Sydney. After he goes on a nice rampage, I might add. He took out a couple of street toughs. Mm-hmm. And so Godzilla just picks him up, throws him in the opera house, and just lights his ass on fire. And Good and done. Mm-hmm. And well, apparently, as you were, you were telling me off mic, that the uh, creator of, of Zilla back, you know, with Roland Embrick's movie, was in attendance yeah. out there. Pop. Papatopoulos, Papatopoulos, I think is his last name, and he was there, and they talked to him like, "Hey, what, what did you think about that?" And he goes, "I was just honored to be a part of it. The fact that they chose that to put in there, even to be defeated by the man himself, I'm good with it." Because there are some kaiju monsters in here that I know some like enthusiasts are really upset that weren't mm-hmm. included. So it's kind of a badge of honor at that point, which I thought was kind of nice. No hard feelings, as no. it turned out. No. Um, going through my notes here, I want to make sure I hit upon all the main things. Here's the part. I don't have my glasses with. Oh, oh, Minya. Now, Minya is very divisive. I know this very much. So are you a fan of Minya? Some movies? Yes. Some okay. movies? No. But it's required that he has. If the Minya's going to appear, there has to be a requirement or at least 
two out of the three things. There has to be either smoke ring, okay, right, a cantankerous but lovable old man, okay, and a kid in inappropriate shorts. Man, they're batting a thousand in this one, right? And we got that. We got all now, three. Now he wasn't the, the chunky kid like the other from the the well, Terror of Godzilla. The but... one I will give this kid this, and at least the costume designers is those little kids wear the shortest little shorts that make me blush. Okay, yeah, they do. And at least he Highly was inappropriate. Thankfully, he was basically jorting it at this right. point. So thankfully, of the things that were of the time. That really paid off. Good. The, the onion Woo! on the belt doesn't go that hot. No, low, so no. Fortunately. But Minya's role and his his interaction with the little kid, it's the crux of the film mm-hmm. in terms first of where brief it goes. Is, yeah, first brief it is. They kind of, not deus ex machina because it doesn't come out of nowhere. No. But the fact that like you actually grow to care about, there's a lot of characters and a lot of monsters that you actually care and look about and want to know what's happening because... Even though he t- well, turned out to be a shitty alien, I dug the UN guy. He always made me <laughs> smile. And when they fucking tricked him with the dog, the dog Clint, and like, no, that's my dog, Candy. And I'm like, oh. And then later on, I'm like, what happened to Candy? Because Candy's a cute dog. And sure enough, there he is being held by, like, McGruff American son. You know, just like, we'll take care of him. Well, I actually enjoyed the part with Minya and when they were traveling, and he actually was in he's the back in the of a back pickup seat, truck. He's rolling around, big old little baby kaiju. It's like they were living in the '80s at that point. But I just like that emotional crux of the point where you've got the little kid saying, "No, leave Godzilla alone," and you got little Minya telling Godzilla, "No, leave the people alone." I'm like, haven't you guys stopped? Haven't you guys fought enough? You've been fighting for fifty fucking years. It's the kids, man. Like this is some Whitney Houston esque kind of messaging going on and i like it and i dig it because it does call back mm-hmm. to that era whether it was minya involved a lot in like the millennium and the the some of the newer ones not at all okay not at all in fact i think this was the first time he's shown up since the old school because i know when i was watching uh versus destroya they mentioned a, a little smaller one called junior but was not minya and it looked like godzilla for mm-hmm. the most part so i was curious on that side because again I understand the divisive nature of that character, but almost like a scrappy do mm-hmm. to the Scooby. Some people like him, some people don't. Some people think he's annoying. Depends on the movie. Like yeah. the one where it's basically a clip show and it's him. I'm like, uh. Is that the one where the kid's getting bullied? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, it's cute, but enough of him. I want to see more like Godzilla. I don't like him in the main role. He's great at supporting. Yeah, supporting. Like, exact, like I'll watch a couple of episodes of Scooby-Doo with Scrappy in it, but I wouldn't watch the Scrappy-Doo adventures. You know, so oh, you know who does show up, man? Freaking Kane Kazuki, mm-hmm. little Kane from God. Okay, pray for death, Revenge of the Ninja, all Ninja of our two. favorites. Ninja two, yes, Ninja one. You know, fucking... as uh, Kazama, uh-huh. the guy that you that actually goes out. And again, there's a he lot of Independence Day on his there's ass. There's so much Roland Emmerich in this movie. Like, say what you will about giving shade to, to Zilla. It's the style of the times. Let's go it's, big. Let's go bombastic. And, like, you know, that whole, like, <laughs> me, new metal is was super popular. Still is. Oh, yeah. And, like, the kids, just, like the, the kids like the motorcycle Hong Kong action. So let's give them that. And it was just so funny because every time a moment of that time hit, it just, it didn't take me out of the movie. But it sent me back to two. It was almost like a time machine. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you could, you could see the puka shell necklaces and like frosted tips. It's like, oh no, no, don't do those th- kind of things. Uh, the uh, the fact though that uh, freaking Gigan gets an upgrade, the groovy chainsaw hands, pretty rad. I'm telling you, it looked like a big old giant kaiju centibite, didn't he? Ooh, that's terrifying. He and they were pulling, they were double teaming on Godzilla like a fucking bully. It, they were just one step away from one of them kneeling behind him and then just getting pushed over. Which that didn't they do in one of the older ones? Oh yeah, oh yeah, a couple of times actually. <laughs> no freaking like yeah, Gigan at that final four, man. I mean, it's like like a, a shop teacher's nightmare because he's just got protruding blades, shooting out saws, chainsaws, fucking lasers. He can fly, pointy, just any and introducing the the little uh, the eye laser. Mm-hmm. I know a new addition. Um, the spider looked cool. The spider kaiju was sweet looking. Kumanga? Kumanga. Kumanga. Practical as well. Uh, webbing was cool. And actually, his dispatching when Godzilla just throws him off the planet, basically. <laughs> throws him into the sun or some shit. Very, again, anime style at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Bing! Just like, like a little star. Uh, Kamukaras, the praying mantis. His dispatching 
gets impaled. Gets impaled and electrocuted. It was terrifying. And electrocuted. Again, the, the brutality happening to some of these. I'm like, oh, Godzilla. Guy, guy getting uh, decapitated yeah, by twice. Mothra. Twice. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I felt bad for Gigan actually, because I think like of the design, that one is probably the most metal for the most part. Mm-hmm. But then, no, actually, I take that back. Monster X, definitely metal. Because once Monster X and Monster X's introduction, when it floats down behind Godzilla, that shot was scary yeah, as it was scary out. to make something look scary compared to Godzilla because he's kind of out of focus. Yes. And he's, silently lands Ooh, it, it, and then you just see like what the hell you just see boop 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 three pairs of the, you're like oh shit i think i know what that is and that's just it i was i kept noticing i'm like wait there's three things there who who haven't we seen yet right and this and then there's the whole thing about um uh the idea of kaisers and you can be a Kaiser. Yeah, not, not only are they mutants where they're already born with supernatural powers, mm-hmm. but you can be an o- Omega-level okay. mutant and be, like, basically a god mm-hmm. and have the power to probably will and control kaijus in this universe because you come from kaiju blood. <laughs> and so alien kaiju blood. So it's all over the place and weird and, and wacky. Why, and it's where we get the Matrix and you're the one moment where, he, again, he literally stops everything. But they're already doing giant flips and shit before he gets even more superpowers. It's firmly entrenched. And again, it's it's all CG a lot. Well, then there's some of the fights, but it's still exciting. Like the jet fights, like when they're fighting via the um, ships. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing. I like the introduction of the the ships that come into play. Uh, A lot of the ones I've been watching here recently always incorporate that. Earth Defense Force. Yep. You, you got to have that when you got kaijus everywhere. Uh, let me see here. We Oh, the alien reveal. When he gets shot and the head splits open. Some body horror. Some Godzilla body horror. I was impressed. I was really impressed. I was like, okay, that's I was not expecting that. And like, oh, yeah, this guy did do verses. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We've got... Uh, oh, man, this is... Hedora uh, does show up briefly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Didn't last very long, unfortunately. No, there wasn't. Uh, there wasn't deleted scenes, so you can see him because they have like um, the credits. They had the cannonball run. Some of the deleted <laughs> scenes going on in the background. You're gonna stick these giant bleeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's. <laughs> uh, I like the fact that a uh, lot of mad destruction. Uh, ooh, when they came out and they started doing actually kung fu when Godzilla was doing wire work when he's doing when he was doing flips and shit, yeah. I was like, "All right, cool," because it was still a guy in his suit. I think if they tried making him do flips and shit in kung fu and it was all digital, it would look terrible. Horrible. It would look just weird. But the fact that it's a guy in a suit doing Hong Kong flips and like fucking people up, just super justing into their ass. And that's the other thing. It gave me very much that kind of vibe. Like, again, Godzilla just needed a little shillelagh in his hand. Or a bus. To lay away. Don't start with the bus, though. No, but if he's already if he's already neck deep in, then he might as well go ahead and get the bus and break out the bus stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that still tickles me, man. That is ridiculous. Um, man, I, I do kung fu. Uh, other things before we close out the, this episode here, Genius, I've hit all my notes and my main things I know I wanted to talk about. <laughs> the Minya Peace Accords. <laughs> and they and they lived happily ever after. That's what I also liked. In Destroya, Godzilla, spoiler alert, explodes, yeah. burns out. Now, granted, little Junior shows He's up there. in the next one. But they leave you with a good hope and the death of godzilla though this one it's very much hey we're gonna walk into the sunset it's kind of like the ending of the first one with minya where they're just kind of going off in the thing like godzilla is the protector of man now and everything is right in the world because now they don't need the godzilla force then go back everybody humans can go back to fighting each other yeah but balance has been restored now it's we're gonna mess it up again mm-hmm. well again it's the folly of man that's what always brings about this history proves again and again and that's the one thing I really have always enjoyed with Godzilla is the cautionary tale of everything. And that is interwoven and interwoven Be- within this. Between alien abductions and UFOs and conspiracies and mutants and superpowers and kaiju telepathy and everything. We need a Hannibal Chow. 
Yeah, I was going to say, this is like one of those kaiju bingo cards, and if like you have to get blackout, this is the movie to get blackout, because it just covers everything. It's unreal. I like seeing, I think we need more of live-action ground troops killing kaijus. That was fun. It was unexpected. I dug it. I dug it. Now, granted, I know... There's an again, there's a whole world out there that exists to all these things. And there's probably there's people probably going, guys, there's an entire series that that's, you know, built around. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's just so much out there. But this is why I'm glad we get to experience this. Uh, in fact, we're already talking. We start talking about next year already, just in terms of because I have such a huge gap to fill. You're just like, oh, let's watch this. Ooh, let's watch this. And I'm like, cool, cool. Most of these are always going to be first time watches. Sweet. And again, even within the I've seen that challenge. I've at this point I've seen four new Godzilla movies nice. this month. Nice, which has just been it's been a blast. Four down, thirty to go. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now that being said, from the month of June into July, we're going giant size to something a little bit more homogenized. Uh, we're going to be heading out to the suburbs mm-hmm. for the month of July and to view the terrors that exist out there in a variety of ways. We're going to go open up a big old can of hot and spicy or mustard terrors. That's good. That's good. I like that. So thank you, Genius, for the introduction of Kaijun and my continued uh, evolution and education in the giant monster world. Mm-hmm. Masuraya. Now I'm telling you, man, it's a fun world. It's a big country. Yep. <laughs> big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. So until we head into the suburbs, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Boom, 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 boom. boom.